to Expounded Universe, Season 15, Episode 7, The Titular Witch's Canyon, or The Marlboro Ma'am. The book, Witch's Canyon, a supernatural murder mystery adventure, whatever, chapters 28 through 31, with your hosts, Jeff and John. The author was Jeff Marriott, by the way. Let's go! everybody welcome to expounded universe the uh, supernatural novel discussion podcast for like three more episodes and then we're going back to the comfortable warm bosom of star wars where we belong mm, mm. those six warm bosoms those lucas bosoms <laughs> each those one of them Darna has del gargan bosoms <laughs> each lucas bosom has its own little beard and you can nestle yourself in like them. Like in between the bosoms or under, each, under each breast? Imagine that each breast is a face and it has a beard where a beard would go. Okay, so six distinct beards. Okay, so we're combining both of our joke concepts into one concept. Yes. So it's George Lucas as Yarna Del Gargan with seven total beards because he's got one on his face plus one on each of his six bosoms. Yes. And we're going to rush back and nestle in those bosoms after we finish this supernatural yeah. thing. It's like a comfortable little nest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all the people who told me that they turned off our last episode because we wouldn't stop talking about poop for the first five minutes. <laughs> all of those people. Already gone. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> we do what we want. <laughs> We're not here for you. <laughs> You're here incidentally. We'd be making this if it didn't make any money. <laughs> uh uh anyway uh, i'm jeff and that's john and we do what we want <laughs> you can't tell us what to do being in trouble's a fake idea oh <laughs> uh, excellent yeah so how you doing i'm doing okay for now i woke up had a terrible migraine took a whole bunch of meds woke up several hours later and now i'm functional I think I've got a head cold, and I'm pretty sure you have the same head cold, or else I would have told you to stay the hell home. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I yeah, might. Yeah, so I, I feel like there is a team of workers trying to shove my eyes out of the front of my head, <laughs> like on each side. Like, they've got mules working for them. There's a whole, there's a cookie there making them beans. Mm, yeah. A it's, delicious anthropomorphic cookie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one will get me chocolate chips if I feed them enough beans. <laughs> Uh, oh no they're after me dickies <laughs> hey don't try again that joke <laughs> that joke was for the family that's a private non-podcast joke i can't officially stop you because again you can do what you want <laughs> exactly you can't get me in trouble because that's a fake idea <laughs> so anyway my eyes hurt because someone is trying to push them out of the front of me yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely have a bit of a head cold going on, but the show must go on. It must. And that's why we're going to keep talking about Supernatural. Yes, indeed. Mm. When last we left off, uh, Harmon Baird had just let them know that there was a school teacher like 80 years ago that was doing a memoir of the ranch that they believe is to be the epicenter of the hauntings. Mm -hmm. uh, but he died, and then Baird also murdered him yesterday. Yes, yeah, his ghost was murdered recently. Uh, and so we're, we're now checking in. They are still in the car, and they are still driving together, two hunters and their 92-year-old pal. Yes, indeed. And mm -hmm. they're like, all right, well... Uh, 
and we're going to do a who's on first routine because Harmon Baird is an exposition machine, but you have to kick him to get it to work. Oh, yeah. It's great. Because they're just like, well, okay, uh, did he teach in town? No. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> are you going <laughs> to offer us anything else? Did he teach outside of town? Also, it, no, kind of. Yes. <laughs> uh, Answer hazy. Ask again. <laughs> But yeah, he's like, yeah, he, he was about six or seven miles outside of the town proper, but still, you know, within Cedar Wells, just not quite within the main city. It's just that the main city is one street with one chili burger restaurant on it. So there's a lot of sort of the city that encompasses it. It's about a, what the, the brothers have actually done the math that you and I got into a huge argument about last week. Mm -hmm. They're saying that the epicenter of town is actually the epicenter of the curse and that you can go about 15 miles from there before you die by bugs or whatever happens to kill you. Yeah. So that's that there's a there's a circle with a 15 mil, uh, mi, uh, mile radius, <laughs> 15 millimeter radius, uh -huh, 15 mile radius. And if you go beyond that, you get murdered. And this is about seven miles out. But where? Why, could it be? Could we be headed towards the titular? <laughs> I mean, that's we're still not even close to that yet. We still have so much more like Laurel and Hardy shit to get through here, where where he's just like, oh well, it was up at the up at the 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 ranch. You said the ranch was gone. The ranch is gone. The schoolhouse is still there. Like, yeah, how is the schoolhouse there where the ranch is gone? Well, you didn't ask about the schoolhouse. You asked about the ranch. I'm asking about the schoolhouse now. It's there. What? Why? Who's on first? <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, normally we build schoolhouses in places that no one gives a shit about because it's not land anyone wants to use for ranching or nothing. Yeah, that's great logic for like the 1880s. That's that. Now you got to build schools near, near urban centers, so they yes. actually have to go in good land. But before they were like. No one would put a schoolhouse where you could get some good ranching done. Yes, yeah, so instead it's in a rocky canyon of little value. It was known as the like, teacher's school teacher canyon or some nonsense, yeah. but that's not what we called it. Oh, no. We called it the titular canyon. <laughs> the titular Moby Dick. Oh, that titular Dickies. <laughs> There's an old, uh, old picture I always... Whenever I hear the word titular, I always picture it, and it's like... Uh, who was like Michael Caine or something. It, and it was just like Moby Dick featuring Michael Caine in the titular role. Ah! <laughs> and I'm, I'm, Moby I'm, Dick. Okay. I'm a whale and I'm going to get you. I'm Moby Dick. <laughs> and I'm still, even then I'm not sure if he was Ahab or if he was uh, Ishmael. I mean, he, he, neither one of them is titular. I assume he's Ahab because that's the good role. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about Ishmael. <laughs> you only know his name because it's the first line in the book. And he's, you know, the one who's narrating everything. Yeah, but still, the main character. Sort of. I mean, you're behind. It's like saying that T.J. Miller was the main character of Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Well... He was a HUD. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anywho. So yes, they're uh, they're like, all right. Now that we've established that there is indeed. Still an old schoolhouse somewhere. Oh, God, the, the amount it takes to drag them out, uh, drag this shit out of Harmon is hilarious. Harmon's just like, well, I didn't think you'd want to know about the schoolhouse. Uh, and even then, <laughs> they're like, all right, can you take us to it? And he's like, well, you're driving. <laughs> uh, okay, we are doing so much shtick right now, Harmon. I feel like you're under you're unclear on what we should be doing versus shtick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I can tell you how to get there. Yes, 
Please, Harmon, please do that. <laughs> oh, well, you take a left up here then. Yeah. You fuck. <laughs> when did you go all Statler and in what year did Waldorf die? How are you feeling about that? And is Waldorf going to come back and will we need to kill him? <laughs> well, only if he, no, I think he would, yes, because the, the, well, we learned soon enough. We're about to learn the rules of all this shit. Aren't yeah. you excited? I'm so excited <laughs> that I was correct on the rules. <laughs> So uh, I I think they pretty much just go right to these are not very much par or, or wasty time set of chapters. Oh no, I mean they can't quite drive you know to the schoolhouse because it's out in the middle of a fucking canyon. Yes. So they have to like go out on some dirt roads and then eventually it's about a mile they have to walk through just you know other people's land I assume because they have to go through like barbed water. It's all these old subdivisions and shit. and shit. Yeah, and it's all like vacation rental home and and abandoned ranch because it's currently winter time. So they're making their way past a bunch of fences and slogging through through light snow. Yeah, but eventually they do get to the canyon and they're like, yeah, you know, if you take that long enough, it will lead to the Grand Canyon. Yes, the canyon they're in is this little rock-strewn kind of valley, sort of rocky valley thing, and uh there's one end of it that it kind of ends in just sort of a drop. Where if it wasn't snowy out, there'd be water running through there, a little creek that would run down a waterfall. And if you follow that waterfall and the ensuing river several more miles, it would eventually dump directly into the Grand Canyon. You betcha. There's a bunch of you betcha, says, uh, says Harmon Baird in a turn of phrase I don't think anyone's ever said, no matter how old and fashioned times they are. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> uh there is a little rock slide kind of blocking off the exit to the canyon, and uh, this is the point at which Harmon waxes rhapsodic a bit about the point of that, where he's just like, oh yeah, if you, we have to have a little fence over there to stop the beeves from going over the edge. Ah, the old beeves. Of course, if one does find a way down there, that's even worse. Then you gotta go down there and get him, as opposed to just going down there and scooping up his corpse. Yeah. Of course, the beeves around here... That, of course, I do mean multiple different types of beef when I say beeves. I mean, I got it. Yeah, I, I understood this one right away. We, when you, beeves is an old tammy rancher word for lots of cows. but Different types of beef. Different beeves. sorts of beeves. Because you could have beefs, which is the same type of beef, multiple, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. beeves. Yeah, it's kind of like how you can say you have a school of fishes yeah. if it's multiple species of fish. Indeed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm up to speed. I, I, uh, my linguistics are as, uh, are a match for yours, sir. Ha-ha! <laughs> Perry thrust! <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's talking, he's like, yeah, we had to go get those all the time, and the boys are like, uh, didn't you go to a school here? Were you like, like eight? Eight? What's, what are you talking about? And he's like, okay, so if anyone tells you kids at ranches don't work at those ranches, you could tell them they're a liar. <laughs> yeah, look, it was like 1920, obviously I was working. It was like the 20s, buddy. I was lucky if I got a slice of water pie at the end of the shift. <laughs> Someone would give me a slice of bread when I got home, and I was like, ooh, what a good boy am I. <laughs> Most nights I got a glass of water, a cigarette, and a swipe from a belt. <laughs> uh... Anyway. Anywho. They follow along the canyon, and eventually they come across... The old schoolhouse, which at this point has been absolutely demolished. I mean, the roof's caved in. Most of the logs mm -hmm. that it was made of are, like, pointing out at weird positions. I think one of my favorite things about this segment is that they ask him if the, if the schoolhouse is still standing and how he knows. And he says, oh, yeah, I've been there recently. I know it's still standing. I think it was about 12 years ago I was at the schoolhouse. And I'm like, why? Why did you go there? You were, let's see, you were, you were probably 80. You were 81 years old. And you took a five-mile hike out to a, an abandoned schoolhouse, 
off the 40-year cycle, even though you think it's full of useless nonsense and has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. What the fuck was he doing? When he tells them, he's like, oh, yeah, this used to be school. It's on the maps as School Canyon, but we called it Witch Canyon. He's like, I don't know why that matters. People call a lot of things a lot of weird stuff. And then when they're like, yeah, but he had journals. Did you ever look at that? No, he was kind of curious, but never did. You're like, then what the fuck were you doing here? <laughs> like, the whole thing is there's this this teacher, Neville something or other. Stein. Neville Stein, who was taking oral histories from cowboys working around this part of the world uh, 80 years ago. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, he was just taking lies from cowboy liars because cowboys lie all the time and they were lying to him and he was writing down their lies. Yeah, there's, so, there's one thing cowboys will do is just tell you tall tales for no reason. So if you ever want to see a big box of cowboy lies, I think there may still be that box out in this schoolhouse out there. Okay, well, what were you looking for 12 years ago when you came here? Again, note that that's 12 years off of the 40-year murder cycle. What the fuck were you doing? Well, I was looking for my old pencil. I, I thought it might be there. I come there to masturbate once every 12 years. <laughs> I call it the 12-year cycle. <laughs> I'm due to go again in two years if you want to go. Eh? Actually, Guys? wait, it's been 12 years. I'm due to go now. All right, let's so, get So uh, I'll tell you what, while you're looking, don't turn around from the chest. Unless you want to see my dick shaking. <laughs> Unless you're looking oh, me for me, dickies. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> uh, so yes, ramshackle building. I mean, very falling apart. Remember that this is like early mid December, so it's cold. There's mm-hmm. a bit of snow out here. All sorts of like spider webs, detritus, plants that are growing up. Bats clearly live in the in the abandoned schoolhouse, oh, yeah, so there's just, bat guano everywhere. Yeah, just rat feces, bat guano, a whole bunch of nonsense in there. Mm-hmm. It is a nasty place to be. And it is falling apart. Uh, the the All the top beams of the building have started to collapse down. It's more of a lean-to than anything else at this time. Oh, yeah. And now, chapter 28 ends in my favorite way. They get inside the school, and it just ends on this cliffhanger of, wait, what part of this school was the front of the school? It was over there. Dun, dun, duh, chapter 29. Well, yeah, because <laughs> the over there was, oh, it's over where the roof collapsed in, so you'll have to dig. Yeah, even then, that's still not that, oh, no, an inconvenience, dun, dun, duh. <laughs> Which, turn I mean, in next week. It would have been okay if it was like, oh, it's over there where the roof caved in, but if you try and move any beams, the whole structure could come down, but mm-hmm. instead... Just like the next chapter is, anyway, we moved some stuff and there it was. (laughs) (laughs) Not since we read that Star Wars book for kids. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) What a good time that was. Oh, so good. We got to read another one of those ones. Oh, the the Galaxy of Terror books? Yeah. Because there's there's several lines of Star Wars books for children. Galaxy of Terror, but there's also uh, the Young Jedi uh, Academy series, which of course stars uh, Jason and Jaina Solo, plus their friend Lobaka. Yeah, um, no, I want more of Ch- Zach, Zach and Tash. And Tash. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a whole new series. The High Republic stuff is young adult aimed. So there's 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 a brand new era of Star Wars young adult fiction out there that we could look into. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. I, I'm sure it's very competently written, however. Oh, I'm sure. That'd be a problem no for us. No one has ever <laughs> incompetently written Star Wars. No, of course not. <laughs> so anyway, they get the chest, the the box of uh, of this dude's old paperwork. Yeah, they just shove a whole bunch of beams aside, manage to uh, get the chest out, and, like, there's a lock on there, but it's a fucking hundred years old, so it just immediately shatters the second you touch it. 
Uh-huh. It disintegrates. They manage to crack open the chest. The top layer of paper has reduced to pulp from water damage over the years. But once they move it out of the way, there's perfectly good paper down there. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff that he was writing in was in leather journals. Mm-hmm. So while the paper is, you know, yellowed and definitely not in the best of shape, it at least is still solid enough that you can like turn the pages without it disintegrating i do like there's one line in here i really appreciate it which is uh i think it was sam talking to baird and he's like man it's a real shame that no one ever came out here and collected all this stuff it could be in a museum oh yeah all the furniture and everything in here and baird's like look listen kid there were a shitload of crappy schools all over the country 90 to 100 years ago most of them didn't need to be in museums for any particular reason sometimes it's okay to let shit rot yeah, sometimes you just let something hang out until nature reclaims it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah. So you look at old shit, you're like, this should be in a museum. Why? It's just some school. I mean, if it was noteworthy in some way. Now that we know that maybe a witch lived in this same canyon, maybe it gets more noteworthy? Yeah, you're like, oh, we should have had this witch school put somewhere. Mm-hmm. These witch girl adventures needed to happen somewhere. <laughs> uh but yeah, they have to go through these journals. And of course, I think in this chapter, we're getting from Dean's point of view, who is just like, uh, stupid reading. <laughs> I hate reading. Reading books is for babies who went to college, which I didn't. Uh, stupid nerds reading books. It's all <laughs> purpley and yellow on here. And they use too many words. Too many words. Too many old timey, old fashioned words. None of this is a sandwich and a boob. <laughs> I do wish that instead of being like oh they use too many words they'd be like uh everything's in a weird cursive that i cannot decipher unfortunately neville stein writes in a neat clipped handwriting that is easy to read and recognizable all throughout every content in the box ah uh, very good because that's definitely what everyone did mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well they got lucky they they, they found a uh, a reasonably smart 18 late 1800s nerd who was who was writing down all these cowboy facts and Dean's like, oh, I hate nerds, except for my brother, who I secretly love. I love my brother, but I hate him for being a nerd. <laughs> That's what makes our fix so good. <laughs> it's that contrast. Yeah. So they end up, like, Dean goes through an entire book, and he's like, all right, I haven't found anything interesting. Mostly mm-hmm. it's just there are a few dumb slights or people getting ripped off, but nothing that would be like, Ah, yes, and now I curse your town. Yeah, and sure enough, it turns out to mostly be boring records because ranching wasn't all that exciting, and now it's history comes alive and takes a nap. <laughs> but Sammy, oh, Sammy the nerd finds an interesting passage where <gasps> Elizabeth Claire Marlboro was a witch. Mm-hmm, and, you know, lots of people were accused of witching, and I like the uh, that, that Baird's like, what? Witches are stupid. There ain't no such thing as witches. Anyway, I gotta go kill some more ghosts. <laughs> he has a reasonable explanation for it. He's like, I believe shit I've seen, and I haven't seen witches. <laughs> so Sam has to correct him and be like, yeah, there's witches. And no, witches aren't automatically evil. Witchcraft is what you use it for. Uh, unfortunately for most people, the process by which they acquire witchcraft is a desire for power to assault their, their enemies with. So most witches are evil, but they don't have to be. Some witches are just kind of weird. Anyway, that's the story of season two of Supernatural. <laughs> the uh, the wonderful thing about this... Tiggers. ...is that this book is the only one. <laughs> No, I got a copy right here. Yeah. <laughs> two of them. Oh, no. We have the only two copies in existence, though. Mm, no one else true. tried to find this book. Nobody else read this book. <laughs> but the the great thing about that, though, is they're like, 
Yeah, a lot of the accounts that we're finding as we're going through the books are like, yeah, she turned a horse into a lizard. And they point out like, yeah, this sounds a lot like the kind of shit that people were saying in Salem to be like, yeah, this lady's definitely a witch. Except that we then find out that she is from that part of the country. That the story of, of Marlboro, Elizabeth Clare, uh, starts with the story of Jen's Marlboro. By the way, there's no L in there. So if you think we're saying Marlboro, you know, like the, the cigarette and or like the, the man or the big f- plant monster from Final Fantasy games. Uh, we're not. We're saying Marlboro. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it's Elizabeth Clare. Marlboro. And, uh, and so she lived up in upstate New York or some shit where she was an evil, nasty, vindictive old woman constantly getting accused of witchcraft until one day her son, Jens Marlboro, agrees reluctantly uh, to put her up at his ranch all the way in, in Arizona. And she's just a real piece of work. No one likes her. When she comes out here, she just continues being a real piece of work. Oh, yeah. No, th- all the stories in there even when they aren't just exaggerated, like, oh, and she turned 15 people into various newts. It's still like, yeah, she was just a horrible person. Every time she would talk to someone, she was an asshole. If you did anything, her first response was to just get mean and angry. I appreciate her dedication to craft, though, and turning people into 15 various newts and not just 15 of the same newt. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really something. (laughs) She's... Very all, dedicated. All of you are fire-bellied newts. Oh, come on. Come on. C- come on, you could do better. <laughs> I have a little imagination. <laughs> I just really like fire-belly ones. I, I collect they're, them. They're so cute. I collect 15 today. <laughs> but she's a, So she's just real awful. And she, the witchcraft accusations are still flying fast and heavy all throughout her lifetime here. Uh, and eventually it hits the point where she can't even really interact with anyone else and jen's is getting tired of defending her and it's just it's not an easy life for him anyway it's hard to be a rancher and in new land like this oh yeah and you know he had been trying to be like okay i came you know from out east to try and be a rancher here so a lot of the people are like oh that old city boy Mm -hmm. and he had spent years making friends and then his mom shows up and immediately ruins everything so his plan uh his old timey put put mom up in a home plan is literally well there's no homes for me to put mom up in around here i'll build her a can a a a canyon i'll build her a a cabin in a canyon as far from my ranch as i can legally do it oh yeah basically he's like i will put you as far away as i can get you where I'm not just putting you in the river. And also where you're still on, like, my land, technically, so you don't get killed for being on someone else's claim or whatever. So you're at the var- the farthest possible end of my land. Yeah. And she hates this idea. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> she uh, does go out there, but every, you know, from the tales in the books from Stein, it's just, oh, yeah, she hated it, and she went out there and... uh. <laughs> The, uh, all reports, she stewed and plotted her revenge. Yep, she spent all her time out there plotting revenge. She had one friend left who was willing to go out there and visit her, and she spilled the beans to that one friend who told her that she was planning some kind of big spell to take revenge on everybody. But there's a lot more little details in the margins here that we need to get into. First of all, the inciting final incident that caused Jens to build the cabin for her is that one of the ranch hands, a uh, Basque guy named Bullet Bullig- Bulgasari or Bulsagari? Uh, uh, 
Basagaloopy. Basagaloopy. So uh, the, uh, a Basque ran- I love that kind of extra unnecessary detail that this dude can't just be Southern French or whatever. He's got to be specifically pay Basque. Is Basagaloopy uh, bumped into her when walking from the horse stable one day, and she was so mad that he didn't bow correctly an apology that she gave him a wasting disease, and he died in a week. Yes. And that was the last straw. That's what caused her to be sent off to her very own home. Uh, we also uncover the kind of a few more details about her life in upstate New York. Well, that's later. That comes later. We'll get to it. But she spends her life stewing and grumpy. And when she dies, she unleashes a terrible cur- curse. Yeah, there was one person at the farmstead that actually got along with her and the only person who would go visit her in her little canyon home. Mm-hmm. Goody expositions. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, she told me that as soon as she died, she was going to have a spell that would bring to life anyone who had ever died violently on the ranch's property, human and animal alike, and they would kill people the way that they were killed. Yes, and some of them would simply come back as people and kill people the way they were killed, where others would become skinwalkers, able to transform into animals at will and kill people uh, a lot. And I don't know why there would be a distinction in that or who gets to be that or doesn't i think that's the kind of thing that happens when you stew on your curse spell for too long you start getting lost in the weeds about it like, all right so I'm, I'm gonna have it has to be violently killed not just everyone dead because that would be weird but they got a kill in the way they were killed but what if what if they were killed stew okay you can turn into an animal mm-hmm. okay but not everyone okay, okay yeah this is kind of like when you're a little high maybe not doesn't matter but you're lying in bed at night trying to get to sleep and for some reason you're fantasizing about if you could build your own dream house with infinite money and <laughs> and you're just like oh it's clearly it's got to have a huge amount of rooms and have a wonderful view and all that and then about 20 minutes into your fantasizing session you realize you've been thinking for like the past 12 minutes you've been imaginary uh, imagining like the model train layout in one of the rooms exclusively yes and it's getting way too speedy like wait what about the rest of the fucking house what is wrong with this is her right here right now where she's like she's like and some of them will be where animals kind of but not quite but they'll still die the same way but they'll kill like animals unless they're humans then they'll kill like humans and Shit, I've, lo- I've, I've really <laughs> lost the thread here. I've wandered down a path. <laughs> God, that is my favorite thing, though. When you start thinking about something and it's like a big project and then you've spent 15 minutes going like, yeah, okay, now what, what would I have my specific colors on this one? You're like, wait a minute, what the fuck am I doing? Who gives a shit? I, my, what I'm fantasizing about is if I won the lottery and built a house, why am I, why am I constantly repainting the interior garage splash walls? Why do I care where each individual speaker in this room is? <laughs> the room doesn't even exist. <laughs> and it happens, to, I, I'm glad it happens to you too. Because oh, I, yeah. <laughs> what hap- well, honestly, what happens with me more than that is I'm one of those people like many others, mm-hmm. that will have uh, pretend conversations in my head with people. Okay, that's fair. Uh, usually it is, let me run through what I might say in a certain scenario mm-hmm. and what they might say to me. And during the conversation, I will get locked onto one specific thing and just keep looping the explanation of one thing over and over mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, oh, if this was an actual conversation, I would be a crazy person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for me, it's all fantasy building, or or uh, or if it's not specifically just you have a billion dollars to build a house, it's more like you you meet a genie. What are your three wishes? And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get real weird with these. <laughs> oh, you have no idea the schemes that I have. Planned. You you have no idea how good I am at run on sentences. I assume that wishes are sentence driven. <laughs> as long as it's all one sentence, I can have that wish, right? And the genie's like, 
Oh, one of those. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> uh, here, I wish for this contract that I am handing you to be correct. <laughs> There's a lot of shit about what color trains are in here. <laughs> yeah, I got lost in the weeds. I'm sorry about that one. <laughs> Uh, but they also find out she said that it, it would be a 40-year cycle on her death, and she died in 1886. I love that shit, where they're like, wait, let's do the math on that. 86, 26, 66, now. Oh, six. Holy shit, it's the 40-year, and it's like, yeah, duh, it's the fucking 40. Yeah, she be said it would be the 40-year. <laughs> It'd be great if she died in, 18, in 1896, and they like, well, this can't be it. There's got to be a different 40-year. Different witch. <laughs> also, we got to come back 10 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> this witch's curse garbage there's another witch who did a 40 year way better the, but still the point where they have the, the the dawning realization in their eyes and dean's like wait a minute the 40 yeah duh dean yeah duh come on dean <laughs> get your shit together there's an endless layer of 40s years oh. so now they're like all right well we got to figure out some way to try and counter this so let's i guess Go back to the car and we'll find dad's old journal and oh, holy shit, a bear. Oh, that's right. We have to do the bear mini boss fight first. There's a bear outside their building and it's roaring, but it can't make any noise because for some reason, even though the eagle could cr could no, make... it was all silent. It was, that's right. The eagle was silent. So this bear is doing what is clearly bear roars and it's a huge grizzle bear. Yeah, it's, it's doing that I'm up on my hind legs mm -hmm. roaring kind of thing, but making no noise. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's big and it's clearly a grizzly, which they're extinct around that part of the world. So, so it's even scarier because it's definitely dead from a time when they weren't. Yep. But, uh, one of them just shoot. Well, they have a discussion. <laughs> it's great. Dean's the one who walks out and sees it and he comes back in and he's just like, uh, that sure ain't smoky or some dumb shit line that I would, I, I feel like anyone else in the room should have kicked him. Stop it. <laughs> Dean, is there a bear outside? That's great. Dean comes in. That ain't smoky. Oh, Smokey. Uh, is there a bear outside? You could just say bear. Dean, <laughs> it takes fewer words to just say bear. <laughs> big bear. You could have just said big bear. The mountain? But hang on, I'm still li listing famous bears in my head that it couldn't be. That ain't Yogi. Does that one Does that one flow better or worse? Better or worse? Help me out here. Uh, I'm going to get really lost in the weeds on how I should describe this bear. <laughs> that ain't noted Care Bear Tenderheart Bear. <laughs> Okay, that one's definitely a little wordy. Hang on, mm. come back to me. I, I think I think I'm getting there. We're zeroing in on it. <laughs> uh, but yes, they go out and they're like, "All right, well, uh, you know, I I guess we can still shoot it, but even then, shoot it in the chest, and it kind of flickers, but nothing really happens. It just kind of goes, eh, now I'm angry.'" Yeah, it gets mad, and then the other guy, because everyone's got guns, also shoots at it, and this time it flickers more, and it turns into an Indian. And the Indian looks at them, and he's got a big gaping chest wound, and also a spear that would cause a big gaping chest wound. We get it already. They all carry the weapon they kill with, and it were killed with. Yep. Um, and then turns back into a bear. Yeah. So, this is the point where you're like, oh, with the shotgun blast that Dean did, he hit the bear like square in the head from 20 feet it doesn't matter how big of a bear that is i probably should have taken that fucker's head off yeah but instead he just sort of flickered and went no nah, i'm good yeah i'm an indian i'm a bear by uh, the way this book makes liberal use of the term indian i'm just copying it oh yeah obviously I mean, it this is say, probably some sort of native american it does say a native american warrior yeah but then after that it just 
keep saying Indian. Yeah, so in case you're worried about that, that's just me copying the book. I apologize. I'll stick to Native American. But uh, at that point, it is time to run because... Now a large bear is coming at you. And plus you get a 90-year-old man there. And you know what they say about having to, how to outrun a bear. Yeah. Have a 91-year-old man with you. And then you can outrun a bear. Yep, that's just, it's that easy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Something about 91-year-old men make you real spry. <laughs> and he's just like, why should I get eaten by a bear? You tell me. Uh, well, I, never, I never said there was a bear on the property. You're the one with the car. And then he gets eaten and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> My teeth are baby corns. Where Garble? <laughs> yeah, they have a bear fight, and uh, I, I, I gotta be honest, I predicted an entirely different way to get rid of the bear than, I. right up until they got rid of the bear, it matched my thought for how they got rid of the bear, and then it didn't work. What do you mean? I thought that they had to shoot the bear to reveal the Indian, and then get the Indian, I'm sorry, the Native American, and then get the Native American as well before he turned back into the bear. Which I, they do, actually. But that still isn't what they say is the answer. The answer is just you have to keep wailing on them until they die. Well, no, because... They shoot the bear, turns into the guy, they shoot the guy, he goes down, turns back into the bear. Yeah. But when they shoot the guy, he drops the spear that he had, which when yeah. he turns into a bear, disappears. But when you shoot the bear, and he turns back into a guy, the spear comes back. So Dean grabs the ghost spear and stabs, and him, with stabs him with that. That's what kills him, is the ghost spear. I thought that it, the bear was a lay layer of, like, magic armor. That you, you kept getting shot off and being like renewed, yeah. where he was just like, "Oh shit, I'm I'm the Native American again, bear," and and, uh, and that they had to be like, "Okay, well, one of us shoot the bear, and then real quick, while the bear's gone, shoot the native." But nope, doesn't work that way. You have to apparently kill him with the weapon he was killed with that he was carrying that only exists when he while is, he is a guy. Yeah, so it's gonna get tricky. And when they're like, "Wait a minute, how come this bear guy took like?" a bunch of bullets and a spear to kill, but all the other ones have died real easy. Now it's theorizing time. Yep. Now it's time for them to be like, okay, so maybe the closer we get to the epicenter where Marlboro was uh, fucking buried or whatever, that's the strongest part of the curse. So the farther out you go from it, mm -hmm. the weaker the spirits are. Yes. Except that they specifically say that the epicenter of the curse is the center of town. Uh, which, well, that's not the epicenter. That's just the diameter range. Epicenter. <laughs> no. Anywhere 15 miles from the from the center of town. Yes, is where it can happen. Okay. But the place where it is strongest is where okay, so it Elizabeth has, Clare died. All right, so, the, so it has an epicenter, but it also has a strength-based epicenter, which is a different kind of epicenter. Okay, yeah. I'm up to it speed. Has, it's fine. It's it fine. has a radius uh -huh. of effect and then an epicenter. Yes, it has a strong... Well, the epicenter would have to be the center of the radius of effect. That's what an epicenter is. What, what, it is, <laughs> is the, what it is is that there's a big circle and then also there's a special spot somewhere randomly within the circle and that's where there's, you have to go. There's an epicenter of strength mm -hmm. and an epicenter of effect. Okay, fine. Fine. There's two epicenters. There's a double center. Uh-huh. Like the rich taste of double mint gum. <laughs> Now we're the center. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, I, I have my own theory, by the way, that I think is better than theirs, that, that, that this is just extra strong because it's close to the witch's canyon uh, or witch's cabin. I think that uh, if you shoot a bear, it automatically aggros every other bear within a 40-mile radius, and then they just pop in and there are more ghost bears. Look how mad you are at me for doing old memes. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm going to treat it as anger. <laughs> I think they aggroed every bear. 
Uh, so yeah, they're like, all right, well, I guess stronger near where she cast it makes enough sense. Mm -hmm. So, uh, anyway, let's head back to the car and figure out what the hell's going on. Yes. And this is the point where they find out that in dad's old journals, Elizabeth Claire Marlboro has been mentioned. Yes, but not for this place. No. Uh, their dad had a journal entry for her for when she was in New York mm -hmm. because she was sort of an infamous murderer around there because, like, a bunch of kids went missing and when they finally found them they had been like dismembered in her cabin mm -hmm. and, and they then sent... a bunch of people got sent out there to try and stop her and only two managed to return and one of them was crazy and the other one wasn't sane <laughs> uh and then they went in force finally and she had fucked off yeah yeah she'd probably headed off down towards uh old arizona way but all together they were like oh she was probably like some 70 disappearances yeah. could probably be attributed just to her. So she was some sort of horrible mass murderer, and they immediately like rationalized this. They're like, okay, well, none of the stories from Cowboy Time, and let's be clear, the, the stories from Cowboy Time got very outlandish, but none of them mentioned that she was constantly murdering children for anything in particular. So well, no, they were like, there weren't reports of like, oh yeah, people were constantly going missing. Yeah. The stories that they described to her are things like riding a flaming broom across the range, uh, blowing up cows, being the person who killed Geronimo. Yeah, causing by him blowing to... his head up. Yes, by exploding his brain. And they're like, well, no, he died at Fort Sill in like, his sleep or something from pneumonia, didn't he? Well, that's what the history books will tell you. Yeah, so all the tall tales are a little outlandish, but you never really get a lot of points where they're like, oh, yeah, and then, you know three ranch hands met, went missing and nobody knows what happened to him. So presumably she turned over a new leaf and became generic evil and not like H.H. Holmes great evil. Or the other option, of course, being this is a bunch of very isolated, away from everything ranches, and if someone went missing, that wasn't really a, oh no, my ranch hand went missing. They were probably like, oh, he probably fucked off and went to a different ranch. <laughs> he lit off for parts unknown. Yeah. Perhaps he's on the Oregon Trail now, hunting a, way more buffalo than he can carry back to the wagon. Or, you know, just went to the other another ranch in the neighborhood and was like, I'll work for them because you suck. You'd think you'd immediately notice that. The moment you get into town, you're like, we got a new ranch hand. He looks suspiciously like your old one. <laughs> yeah, but why would you say that? I guess that's true if you want to keep your ranch hand. Yeah. You learn to keep ranch hands a secret and hope they don't go into town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love my ranch hands. Mm-hmm. Way more than my Thousand Island hands. <laughs> I love me ranch hands way more than me dickies. Oh, me dickies. <laughs> Kids are always after me dickies. We're never going to explain that. Nope. Nope. Okay, so moving forward. Uh, yeah, now we know that she was some sort of murderess as well. I mean, who cares? Oh, yeah. Well, she's I mean, already that, a witch. That just means like, oh, it wasn't just that she was mean and people were like, oh, she's a witch. She's a real witch. You know what I mean? Now they're like, oh, no, she was like an actual murder witch. Yeah, yeah. So she's a bad witch, not a good witch. And, uh, yeah. Now Sammy, or, yeah, uh, let's see, Dino. Dino's the one who's like, I'm going to go straight to her cabin and murderize her and end this nonsense here and now. Yeah, here in the book for Dad's Journal, there is a counterspell that we might be able to use, but it says it'll work best in conjunction with uh, salting and burning the bones of the witch who cast it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go try and find where she was buried. Probably she honestly just 
died in her cabin and no one buried her. That'd be most likely. So I'm going to go over to there and we'll end this. And then Sam responds with, I want to go to the mall. <laughs> I want to sin a Man, I want to go to the mall. Give me quarters. <laughs> Kid Ninja won't play itself, Dean. Oh, wait, it actually will. Oh, shoot. Look at that. It does. Huh. Insert qu- I'm going to go pretend to play Kid Ninja. <laughs> I'm going to go stand next to one of those <laughs> racing games and pretend I'm the one racing. <laughs> I haven't put any money in. Ah, <laughs> uh, to be seven. <laughs> I'm going to make it real awkward for anyone who wants to play this game that they have to kick a seven-year-old out. And then I'll stand there next to them and be like, it sure would be nice to play that game, mister. <laughs> oh, jeez, mister. I sure would like to play that game. Aw. <laughs> You got any squibs? But, <laughs> anyway, Sam wants to go to the mall, but he doesn't want to go to the mall for stupid reasons. He wants to go try and defend people because it seems like this is about to hit its, I don't know, climax or whatever. Yeah. So he's like, look, the mall's going to open shortly. Yeah. And even if, you know, not everyone manages to show up, enough people are going to get into town and be there. And even people from town will be there that... It's just going to be easy pickings for ghosts, so I'm going to go out there because they don't know what's going on. They'll panic. I mean, what we've established so far is that everyone's easy picking for the ghosts except for the brothers and Harmon, so it doesn't matter if they go to the mall or not. They'll stand around in the house thinking about their backstory right up until the moment where they die. (laughs) And now they'll stand around in a mall thinking about their backstory and how much they love the gap until they die. (laughs) I sure do love Wetzel's pretzels. All my life I've enjoyed a big soft pretzel. Preferably with salt and cheese dipping sauce, or with pizza toppings. That's why I have my nickname, Old Wetzel Pretzelman, uh, which everyone calls me. Everyone calls me mm -hmm, that. And today's the day I get a Wetzel's Pretzel. Oh no, a minor 49er type! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, some kind of clown or something! (laughs) A clown must have tied it down. Violently! Yeah, the thing I was saying, by the way, when I was saying that um, I'm not sure whether or not this confirmed my suspicions is I don't know if it's anyone who dies in town at all or only people who die in town during the 40 years. Well, it's clearly not during the 40 years. Oh, not exclusively during the 40 years, you mean? Yeah. That anyone who dies at any point shows up to haunt. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that's clear. Why is that clear? violently if you are killed you will come back fair enough but still i was still thinking maybe also during the 40 year maybe but no it's just violently that's the only requirement violently and within that epicenter or one of the two epicenters within within (laughs) the second epicenter not the strength epicenter that's right yeah within the distance epicenter not the strength foci point yeah okay but yes they're gonna split up sam's gonna go try and make sure that as few people die i mean as much from panic as anything else he's like at least i can try and you know keep order and make sure people don't like trample someone else so we get you know trampled to death and then they come back and try to trample you i have to go save that guy whose backstory is all pretzel stuff (laughs) i gotta go save some guy who like has an entire backstory about how he wishes he was cool enough to go into (laughs) h&m All my life, I've sought a bra that fits and lifts and separates. But so, we live so far from a Victoria's Secret. I have to use Sears catalog bras, and not even my kid can jerk off to those. Oh, please. Yes, they can. <laughs> no, she's got a real discerning kid. Thank you, mother, but no. <laughs> I shan't be bothering with this. <laughs> Only the greatest of boobies? What is this? A beige standard bra? Away! (laughs) She's not even in her underwear, Mother. She's in bomb jeans. (laughs) 
Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I'm not even at quarter chub. <laughs> Who could possibly jerk to this material? Why did you bring us from Brighton to this dreary place with no breaths at all? Now, if you will excuse me, it's time for my 12 year. <laughs> By day. which I mean I am 12 years old. <laughs> I said good day. But yes, Sam's going to head off and Baird's like, well, I want to see this thing ended. That's my whole deal. So I'm going to go with Dean. Are you sense, Dean or Baird's whole thing is like, well, I'm certainly not alive at the end of this book. I'm going to go to where the witch is. I'm going to go stop the witch because that's my whole deal. That's my whole thing is trying to stop the 40 year and going to the mall to help idiots who came here to shop is not doing that. And I got to be dead because any character with a name has to either be dead or retired by the end of this book. So sayeth the rules of writing uh, expanded universe fiction. So... And the very last thing we get, which I absolutely love, is we check back in with Juliet, who at this point... <laughs> it's just pathetic. No one is coming to get. Yeah. We know that because the brothers are both like, well, I'm going to go to the mall and I'm going to go over to where the witch is buried, neither of which is Juliet's house. Yes, yeah. So she's on her own at this point, and it's clear that they're doing a full contained story arc for her that has no brothers in it. Oh, yeah. It's... Definitely got to be something where, like, oh, she's about to be killed by the wolf when it disappears because the counter spell goes through. That's definitely the answer at this point. But she is at her house thinking to herself, okay, well, I haven't seen the wolf in a while. And there's that brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee outside that probably has Ned's distributor cap removed by the wolf. So if I run out there, I might be able to get it. I'm, I'm, all I'm thinking is, okay, this is the third car you've tried to run to. I really want some new blood in your storyline. Oh, could you, yeah. Could you please help us out? That is the problem with this, is there's no real escalation or change of stakes for the character it's just every time we check in it's well i'm in my home and the wolf is out there and then someone shows up and they get eaten oh that's sad i wonder if i could get to that car i cannot i wonder if i could get to that car i cannot mm, that wolf won't get me you hear me wolf now cancer may have taken my husband but that wolf won't take me oh my husband and his love for young nubiles <laughs> and I absolutely love that she's like, oh, well, it's about 25 yards away, so I would have to be able to have eyes on the wolf, and he would need to be, what's good, like 100 yards from there? Mm -hmm. That might let me get in there, but what if the keys are under the car, and I can't just lock myself in the car? He'd break the window. And I'm like, if you think that the wolf would just break the window to get you... He would just break the window in your house to get you. What are you scared of? Well, I think she has a, a belief that the wolf could come in at any moment and kill her if he wanted to, and he doesn't. He's just having wolf fun times. He's just having a good time. Yeah, I mean, that's basically accurate. There's something weird about this wolf at this point. Unless this wolf died violently uh, and was just a big-ass dire wolf who died violently sometime in the last... 100 year, 120 years, that doesn't make any fucking sense, because dire wolves were extinct hundreds of thousands of years ago, so he's definitely just another fucking skinwalker, uh. which leaves us with a question with, why doesn't he just ghost into the house like every other ghost has been able to ghost this entire book? Uh. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird one. It's a strange story. But uh, yeah, she's, she's in her head. She's like, wait, if the wolf can run 50 yards in the same time it takes me to run 12 and a half yards, then... By the time he manages to clear 75 yards, I'll have cleared 17 and a half yards. He'll never catch me. It's mathematically impossible. Yeah, and then she starts being like, all right, well, I can't see him, but if I do see him, he's got to be X yards away. And then 
well, I've got to add more because if the keys are not just in the car or sitting by it, then I got to search for them. So that's going to add some extra. <laughs> My favorite little stupid lines in this is, "Oh God, what if the keys are on the ground by the car? I, I don't even want to think about what would happen if I had to bend over to get the keys and then the wolf came down on top of me." And I was like, "No, I don't want to think about that either. Thank you. No, please Thanks. don't. Please don't bring that up. <laughs> it's bad enough I'm reading supernatural stuff." Yeah, and then... <laughs> what if I have to bend over and expose myself while getting the keys? <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I wonder what Yoshi's eggs smell like. <laughs> but eventually she gets to the point where she's like, this is hopeless, and I am now suicidal. That's right. She's like, maybe I'll just do a fucking swan dive out the top window of my house. She's like, I'll open up my window, and either the wolf will jump down from the roof and kill me then, or I'll jump off the roof and die, and even if it doesn't kill me... The wolf will get me while I'm down there. Fuck it. I don't want to stay in this house anymore. And that's when she goes... I don't want to be here anymore. Right. I don't blame her. I don't want to be in her house either. She didn't want to be there in the first place. And uh, that's when she goes up to that window. with one. She makes one last circuit of her house trying to spot the wolf. Doesn't see him anywhere. Thinks she sees him, but it's a cactus shaped like a wolf, kind of. And then, uh, then when she walks up to the, the window that she wants to open and swan dive out of... Why, there's old Howard Patrick standing around outside. And also his corpse. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, he's standing right there with real nasty wounds. Also, his corpse is on the ground next to him. That's weird. Also, hey, there's Stu with a bunch of wounds and his corpse right next to him. That's, uh, well, that's all fucked up. And then they start slowly coming towards the house and the wolf has reinforcements. Like the wolf needed reinforcements. But that's a cliffhanger you can look forward to. That's way better than what part of the school was the front? Chapter 29. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Having it be like, now two dead people are coming after you, which is how you know that it's fine and it happens during the 40 year because they were killed violently. Well, it doesn't say that people killed outside of the 40 year. It just says that people killed during the 40 year also come back to life. My my other theory that everyone who dies uh, violently here, no matter what, is still technically in play. How is how is that different from what I've said? No, it's not. That's wait, hold on. I've I've accidentally adopted your theory. Yes. Yeah. I'm I yeah. Okay, we're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. My theory, my initial theory which I have no attachment to because I don't give a fuck was that only people who died during the 40-year cycle come back. Oh, no. That was that Very was my theory. wrong. Yes. We don't know that for sure. Harmon Baird's school teacher thing. He died two years out from the 40 year and he came back and was shot. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will give that to you. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, there you go. Anyway, that's all that happened. There you go. I don't believe there was any more check-ins with the boyos. Nope. That was it. That was all of our chapters. Plus, we didn't get any visit with the mayor and the police chief in this one, which is a shame because I was really enjoying their dynamic of you shouldn't open the mall. I'm going to open the mall. (laughs) Ah, I want to block people from getting here. Eh, why? You can't really, because you can't go outside of town to stop them, and once they're in town, they can't leave. Yeah, but I can stop them from getting in town. (laughs) No, you really can't, because I'm pretty sure the exit threshold is different from the entrance threshold. You see, there's two epicenters. (laughs) You see? (laughs) I know it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, I asked the witch. The witch said no. <laughs> well, she said once you get within 16 miles of town, you're stuck. But once you're in town, you can't go to 15 miles of town or you're stuck. Uh, it's it's to make it so that people can get in but can't get out and also so you can't build roadblocks. I spent so much time thinking about this. Oh, look, you, look, the curse that I made uh-huh. was really weirdly it's, it's, specific. It's unreasonably elaborate. It has lots of written material. <laughs> 
I got way in the weeds. <laughs> but there you go. There is uh there's these four chapters. Now the bo- the brothers are split up. Who will watch their backs? Oh no. I don't well I, I assume that Sheriff Beckett will watch Sam's back and Dean will be watched by Harmon Baird. Mm. Oh, he's gonna be watched by Harmon Baird. Mm, yes, and Harmon Baird will keep launching into old Abbott and Costello routines with him, much there's to his my chagrin. Twelve year. Let me watch you, Dean. <laughs> Dean, this will help. Just hold still. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it. That's what happened, and uh, now we're finally approaching the meat of the situation. I don't think we'll get any more random passersby describing their backstories to us. Hopefully. At this point, it'll be all witch fights. It should all be ghosts and witches. Which is good. That's what we wanted in the first place. Thank you. But hey, if you want more, you can join us on Patreon. I I do want more, John. Tell me more. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. If you join us at the $2 level, you'll unlock us going to currently the Supernatural Wiki, where we're going to find some more very stupid things that have happened in the Supernatural universe. We are going to tell each other, and mostly you, about everything that happened there. And that's, that's at the $2 level, which also unlocks... All of our bonus content for System Mastery as well. Well, John, that sounds amazing. Where do I go to do that? Patreon.com slash System Mastery. And how much does it cost? Two dollars. And where would I find such a wonderful bargain? Patreon.com <laughs> slash System Mastery. <laughs> yeah, go do that. 800 <laughs> uh, What's that Chicago phone number? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You know the one, the one that used the one for like uh, McGruff, the crime dog, or whatever. It six five two or whatever the fuck you you always sing. Just that. the uh, the uh, zip code, not the phone. Number. Oh, it's a zip code. Never mind. Okay. McGruff, yeah. McGruff, Chicago, Illinois six zero six five two. Okay, very good. Thank you. That's what I wanted to hear anyway. So I'll take it, even if it's not a phone number. There you go. All right. Now, what's James's phone number? <laughs> James's Chicago phone number, please. Yes. Famous James's Chicago phone number. (laughs) We serve hot phone numbers with way too many vegetables and pickles and shit on them. Chicago. We put a bunch of dumb crap on here. It's pointless. (laughs) Can't just eat a hot dog like a regular person? Come to Chicago. Hey, did you want a lasagna that we call a pizza? Come to Chicago. (laughs) You may eat it because it's hot, but you'll be a frozen popsicle the moment you step away from it. Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, come at it. The one week it's hot here, it smells like every ball. (laughs) Chicago. Uh, the grand ball. (laughs) All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you real soon with yet more exciting content. Until such time as we do, I've been Elan Sleaze Baggiano. And hey, I'm Will Harvard. I bet you thought I wasn't in this episode. (laughs)